You're listening to Rosemary Goes to the Mall, the saga of one woman's lonely journey around the Mall of America. So, well, here we are, all done with the Mall of America. It's funny, I, I wonder if everybody feels this need to wrap things up say a few intelligent words, tell the world what they've learned about what they've just been through. Because, you know, I totally feel like I'm supposed to say something now. And like everybody who's asked me about, you know, shopping at every store at the Mall of America has basically ended with the question, what have you learned and like that question completely stumps me because it's like, did I learn something that I didn't know before I went in? I mean, I knew that shopping is kind of like a soul sucking, you know, evil enterprise that keeps people distracted and complacent. So they, you know, they let Bush go to war and spend all the country's money, you know, um, and I also knew that I also wanted nice things and like to look good and all this kind of stuff. And that, so clearly it's kind of a human thing to, to want stuff, but did I learn anything? I mean, that's really like, that's kind of, I guess that's the, you know, million dollar question here. I definitely was surprised by myself and the extent to which I just like became sucked into certain objects. Um, I was surprised that certain things could start to look good. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like you've had too many drinks, you're at the bar, you know, and, and like the guy, you know, down the bar who before you started drinking looked like he had kind of a gut and was kind of a jerk, you know, all of a sudden it's like, hoo-hoo, you know, <laughs> it's like you spend enough time at the mall and you start thinking, wow, you know, I wonder if the Gap has their new sweaters out for fall. Let's go see. <laughs> it's so exciting. So, um, so what have I learned? I definitely got much better at shopping. I have found since I finished and I actually, I finished a year ago and have been putting episodes up for a year. And so I've had some time actually from, you know, it's like, you know, I was in the prison of the mall of America for about two and a half months, pretty much nonstop. And now I've had a year to decompress and I've realized that I now give myself more permission to say, go out and buy that pair of jeans that, you know, I really want. Cause I know I'll enjoy it and it'll be nice to look good at the same time. You know, all that stuff I bought last year, like some of it, I still totally love, but like it was great when it was new and now the t-shirts are kind of fraying and I definitely gained a few pounds and like, I can't wear the double bubble t-shirt anymore, which is a real drag. Cause I like that one. And, um, you know, the Calvin Klein jeans, like one of the belt 
uh, loops ripped. And so there's a hole in the back of them. So like, you know, the brand new spanking jeans are now like the jeans I would wear to the studio when I'm doing something messy, you know? So it's like the inevitable cycle of change. And so if you always need new things to really look good, I mean, you're screwed. You're just like in this endless, endless cycle of shopping, shopping, which I guess, I guess is also not news. It's kind of old news, but you know, it's funny. Like, can I give a concise statement? Well, you know, I was thinking about bags the other day and you know, there's all this hullabaloo right now about plastic shopping bags and plastic, you know, all these shopping bags are basically never going to decompose and they're, you know, they're terrible for the environment and we should really stop using plastic shopping bags. So, okay. So all of a sudden you have like super, um, high expectations of like, I'm going to stop using plastic because it's, you know, killing us. The landfill's full of plastic. And then you're like, you try to actually live where you don't use any plastic or purchase any plastic or whatever. And it's like, it's impossible. Our world is made of this stuff. So like I had to buy a screwdriver and it came encased in plastic. I, you know, I need to cover up, you know, something to put it in the fridge and I'm out of tinfoil. Well, there's the saran wrap. Um, go to the grocery store, try to buy your nice, fresh, organic vegetables and put them in plastic bags. And so I guess what I think about in terms of consumption and the kind of screwy, weird situation we're in, where we're totally like living in this consumerist society and it's breaking the back of the earth, you know, is like how do you, how could you extricate yourself from that anyway? So then the choice is like, you have this like catastrophic situation and then it's like, you know, okay, I can buy the planet brand dishwashing detergent and I can buy the recycled toilet paper and I can do all these little things, but is that really going to make a goddamn bit of difference? And so in some ways it makes me want to throw up my hands and say, well, let's just go shopping. Like, let's just, you know, fuck it. I can't do anything. But then, you know, I've got kids and I don't want them to inherit, you know, an earth where they have to live in a bubble and then like, you know, take a spaceship to Mars and start a new colony there because their parents totally screwed them over. So where was I going with this? I guess this nice, concise statement stuff really... It's pretty hard to do, you know, it's really, it's, it's basically impossible because you can't, you can say, oh my God, shopping is so bad. Oh my God, everybody stop shopping, stop. And I mean, yeah, you should probably slow down a little bit and start saving for retirement and, you know, but like, are we really going to leave the modern world we live in and all live in the woods like, um, cavemen or hippies or something like that? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I like my house and 
I don't really want to live in the woods. And sure, if someone gives me an option to not have to use the damn plastic bags at the grocery store, I will. But like, um, yeah. Anyway, so how does this relate to the mall? That's the big question. Well, I mean, obviously it's about consumption and it's about stuff. And I guess I can't really solve the whole stuff equals destruction of planet problem. I mean, I'm very aware of it and I definitely think we consume too much stuff, but then like I want an iPod, you know, like stuff is also important. And so I guess in the end, you know, in the end, I've just really been thinking about stuff a lot and what it means and how to balance having and not having things and, and maybe just respecting a little bit what that stuff is, you know, in your life. And, you know, I was really in this particular mode of consuming stuff when I was shopping at the mall, you know, almost every day. And it was funny because right, well, it wasn't really funny as you'll find out in a second, but right after I finished this project, right before I did my final returns, my father died last summer. And so I went from this one relationship to stuff to this totally other because my brother and I had to go to his house and clean out his house to get it ready to sell and, you know, and whatever, shut down that life. And so we went to his house and it was amazing because it made me so aware how even though he was gone, all these things, all this stuff that he had completely added up to this extension of himself, you know, and it wasn't like a super fancy house. It was a small house. He had some fancy things cause he had kind of a taste for some fancy kitchen things and stuff like that. But you could sit in his house and feel like he had just gone out to go to the grocery store down to his like crappy car. Um, and you know, the, the, uh, the molding cheese in the, in the, uh, in the refrigerator, but you know, including everything, the, the socks, the, you know, I mean, everything, it was, it was like life in a certain way was created out of these things, or maybe in conjunction with these things. And, um, one of the saddest things to me was that his iPod, um, you know, he had, he had been overseas and he was in a hotel room and, um, and, uh, when they sent us back his briefcase, it didn't have his iPod in it. And his iPod had all his music that was so important to him. And, uh, and it's just was kind of like, like losing that thing felt like losing an, an arm of his because the music he listened to was such an important part of who he was. And then the books of poetry that were all over the place. I mean, they were incredible. 
and the books he read and the 40-inch widescreen television that he had bought where I was so pissed at him to spend the money on that. And But there it was. It was huge, and he loved it. You know, he watched all these DVDs on it, and he just totally loved it. And, like, everything down to, like, the pencils he used seemed representative of who he was. And so then as we dismantled all this stuff, you know, my instinct was like, okay, I'm going to take as much of this as I can because it's his stuff. And somehow he'll still, you know, be with me in a way, you know, if I take it back. And so we, you know, we kind of split up a lot of things that were important to us and, and that we might be able to use or that were nice. And, and we all, you know, we cleaned out the house, dismantled it. The the house became empty and, stopped feeling like him so much. It just became this other kind of space. And then we shut the door, you know, and, and left and left it for the real estate people to kind of take care of. And we went back home and then I, you know, at my home started to unpack all this stuff and integrate it into my own house. And, you know, it was really, really interesting about that was that as soon as this stuff came into my house, it just became stuff. Like it wasn't, it no longer was like just screaming my dad out. It was a nice rug or you know, a table that had been in his house. But so maybe there was a memory of having been in his house and seeing that table, but it wasn't like, you know, Oh, every time I look at that table, I just think about dad, you know, or like, you know, he visits me at night when it's quiet in the house because he's so present in the table. It's just like, it's a table, you know? I mean, the books, you know, I, I, I think of him a lot when I look at the books because there were so much his choices, but like, it wasn't, it was no longer, it was the, it was the accumulation of all that stuff and the, the putting it all in a kind of, uh, one's own context that made the stuff important. And so I don't know if it like represented him or was symbolic of him, or it just became an extension of him because say he loved kitchen stuff and he loved to sit around and eat food and drink wine and all this stuff with, um, you know, with friends or family and drink too much and eat too much and laugh all night. And that was probably his favorite thing in the world to do. So then he loved all these fancy kitchen things, you know? Uh, and so you know, those choices of then going out and getting these ridiculous, crazy kitchen things like, you know, the orange, green, and yellow citrus juicers that are, you know, different sizes to fit like an orange, a lime, or a lemon, you know, like you could use the same juice squeezer, right? For all three, you know, probably, I think it would be fine, but he needed three. Um, you know, the asparagus cooker, who the hell needs an incredibly thin, tall pot? Just throw them in a pot. You know what I mean? Like it's no big deal, but like he needed the fan, you know what I mean? It just, it was, that was him, right? It was those choices that he made and he brought all these things together and he created this space that was so him. So it's just interesting to me 
how it's not cut and dry. It's not like stuff is bad. Well, yeah, okay. We Do we need as much stuff as we have? No, definitely not. I mean, we are just, we're sick, right? We are a sick society. But then it's not bad to have things. So this, I guess, is a very not concise way of saying that it's really complicated and like, (laughs) and ambiguous. And I still have some ambivalence, in fact, about the whole, the whole thing. I have no answers. I am not a guru. I'm not your guru. I have no answers. So shopping at the mall, I sure, I mean, I still do it every once in a while, actually, you know, in preparation for, um, doing this last epilogue, I went to the mall last week thinking, okay, I'll go refresh my memory. I'll figure out what this was all about. And I'll just spend some time like meditating on this monolithic, you know, structure and with all its crazy roller coasters and all that crap. And you know what I did? First, I went for sushi. Second, I went to Nordstrom Rack. Third, I went to H&M. Fourth, I went to the Banana Republic sale racks. Fifth, I went to the Gap with a stop by Baby Gap to get a present for my new nephew. And sixth, overloaded with bags. Yes, it's true. I went shopping. I got a coffee at Caribou. I sat down. I got a little chocolate and I thought, damn, I'm pretty good at this. <laughs>